Welcome to the Explaining Extraordinary podcast, where we interview next-level game changers who are bringing you the secrets, strategies, and stories of how they transcended average to be extraordinary. Now here's your host, Dr. Chris Lee. Welcome, friends, to probably what I'm going to say is going to be one of my favorite, if not my favorite, episodes today because the person that we're going to hang out with is a can genuinely say the most authentic person that I have met that truly lives his mission and his passion on a daily basis. Um, Dylan Mon is somebody that has transformed my life and transformed our relationship from kind of acquaintances to friends to brothers to whatever is even after that because I don't even know. (laughs) He's kind of been this explorer to the unknown world um, and introduced me to some just incredible new thoughts um, that I didn't even know existed to this point. He's definitely someone I would say is revolutionizing the way that we interact with ourselves, but in a way, the way that we are evolving as a species. Um, He's a fellow practitioner of chiropractic um, and just doing absolutely extraordinary things. And I am so happy to have him because he has an incredible story to share with you guys about using pain for transformation and seeing it in this brand new light that I think so many of us need to hear and it was something that I needed to hear so Dylan welcome my friend man I am pumped to be here happy to be here thank you for quite the introduction oh for sure so to give our listeners kind of this context to this um I saw a picture before the story of kind of what happened here. Um, Dylan was doing some traveling down in Florida where he is uh, in the Keys, and the picture I saw was of his hand swollen up to the size of a balloon, and then he and I (laughs) jumped on a freaking phone call, and he just starts explaining this unbelievable story because it's genuinely unbelievable he experienced literally probably one of the most painful challenges let's say experiences that you could get out on the water and then made it into this absolutely beautiful transformational thing and i think still so many people, still transforming because you know it was less than a is. week ago and i'm still every day discovering a new layer of it and a new piece of the lesson so feed us into it so give us we're on this little break you head down to florida and you're out on the water drop into it man sure so we are on our summer vacation taking a little uh, self time and just spending all all of our time with all things mother nature in the ocean the ocean has always been a sanctuary to myself and so with that i've grown up diving with lionfish all around me. Um, If you've never heard of a lionfish, they're a beautiful, very small fish. Uh, They are invasive to um, all of American shoreline um, and especially the the Treasure Coast in South Florida. And uh, they are fish that have venomous spines going along their back and along their fins. And even a shark if a bull shark were to take a bite out of one, they instantly spit it up. The lionfish swims away, and sometimes the shark will die or at the very least experience the most painful thing a shark experiences. And so I always knew, don't touch the lionfish. Um, and 
I also know that the meat tastes very good. And so we were down there with a buddy of mine, Dr. Austin Ivins, and he wanted to get his first uh, kill in Florida. And he sees a lionfish and he's like, can I go for it? And so another diver that we were with, uh, Dr. Brad Newber, uh, said, yeah, go ahead and take your shot. Uh, just be very careful with it afterwards. So he takes a shot, brings it back to the boat, and I'm confident to take it off the spear. I'm just going to be careful. They're doing it, yeah. And um, I go to take it off the spear, and I kind of, it just slid all the way to one end of the spear, and I mean, barely grazed my hand. Butterfly I got kiss. Three little butterfly kisses. It's a perfect <laughs> word for it from these prongs. And in that instantaneous moment, I was like, uh oh. Um, one, did not know that these spines were like needles. Yeah, like, literally hollow needles like, that inject venom. Hardly touched poison, my skin. Or poison. Venom or poison. <laughs> venom or poison. That's a whole different story, guys. Um, yeah, so I didn't know to what degree. I didn't know how serious they were. I mean, we were always told to stay away. And now, as this story will reveal, I am now treating lionfish as if it was a cop cottonmouth or oh, yeah. a copperhead or a Rats. rattlesnake like I am going nowhere near them I am not playing their game because I don't ever want to experience this again I'm thankful for it and I don't ever need that's that's a one-time thing yeah all done thanks so the pain just instantly starts coming on and what is it like man um so in the very beginning it was like a really 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 bad jellyfish hit um, and that was when I say beginning, that's like the first three seconds. And then it just gets worse and worse and worse. Your hand, my hand where it, it got me instantly starts to swell up. Um, I'm pacing around the boat, you know, starting to kick my feet, like starting to shake my hand. Uh, we tried peeing on it. I tried holding ice, found out later ice is the opposite of what you want to do. Um, the pain was what it's not like which is pain that I've experienced before, is that pain where it comes in waves. Mm. And you get like a little break and then it gets worse. And then you get a little break and then it gets worse. This was just pedal to the floor, full speed, gas on. Pain is only getting worse. And we're a few miles offshore. And I start going into my training. You know, what can I do in this situation? Yeah. Um, just to give some, some of you guys context... Um, being a practitioner that facilitates healing, we know that we can only take people as far as we have been. We can't surpass where we want to take them if we haven't been there. So when Dylan's talking about training, every single day, some of us that are really dedicated to the art and the practice of this do self-work, which includes breath work, meditation, visualization, and then training, literal physical training. Yeah. Um, so I just want to give people that context. So give us a little bit of background before that. So right. you go into your training, what okay. does your training look like? This is like the five minute window. Okay, so the, the training that, um, that I've done has been heavy with a group called Kairos Training Culture. And uh, essentially we are a group of chiropractors that are looking to evolve the art, presence, and connection of chiropractic. Beautiful. We're looking to take what chiropractic is and evolve it to being better, to being the forefront of health and healing and vitality in the world. And we understand that the only way to be the, the 
Tom Brady of chiropractic is to train your ass off every day. Absolutely. And there's the masculine push, which is the training the body, getting strong, getting fit, being able to hold myself in a hip hinge position over a table as long as I need to hold someone's neck in that position to wait for the window to open. Mm. And it's also the feminine energy of listening, nurturing, loving, caring, empathizing, connecting. Mm. And what we know, as you and I talk about all the time, is the power of healing is not in the doing. It's in the being of connecting. Absolutely. And so with that training um, has also come a lot of breath work. I do a lot of Wim Hof breathing, holotropic breath work, um, other types of uh, transformative breath works um, to go into my little Pandora's box and Mm -hmm. to see who am I and I always get to know myself a little bit more and unpackage ugly things, unpackage beautiful things, unpackage powerful things um, that I didn't know I had within me and um, recently I was listening to uh, Wim Hof speak about the level of what he's doing and he talks about how when we're doing Wim Hof breathing we can release our natural opiates and we Mm -hmm. can tap into our personal pharmacy that is natural innate pharmacy and so I'm sitting here experiencing more pain than I've ever experienced in my life and I go I'm gonna lay down on the ground and get into Wim Hof breathing yeah so that's exactly what I did so I lay down and I I, I go to my training I I knew I was not going to run from this pain I knew that I was going to lean in that I was going to find a way to embrace it and to learn the lessons from it um, because something that's super big on my heart and in my life is living life happening for me not to me Mm, that's a huge point and before you keep going what's the difference between running from a pain and then leaning into it and accepting okay um number one running from a pain is going to be avoidance Mm. it's going to be choosing to not learn the lesson denial um denial um what does it look like practically going straight for um an Advil when you have a little headache coming on. You know, a lack of Advil didn't cause that headache. Oh, beautifully said. What, what did? And right. so, or, or um, and, and sometimes, like, we know pain is a lesson and, and a lesson teacher. And so if, if you're constantly getting headaches, for example, just because I just used that, ex- that, that, that example, if you're constantly getting headaches because your diet is garbage, yeah. then the Advil is not teaching you the lesson. Sometimes you need to have that pain to to wake yourself up mm. and realize I need to make some changes. Right, and that's a huge point that I want to hit on right now. If we are at the top of the food chain, we have the biggest brain, biggest functional brain mm-hmm. on this earth, why did we not evolve pain out of our nervous systems? Because pain's not bad. Exactly. Suffering is bad. There it is. Pain is good because pain always carries a lesson. It always has an opportunity to, if the only lesson is, which is one of the first lessons I got out of this, is, yo, you can experience this. You can do it. It teaches you of your own power. After this lionfish, I was like, holy cow, I have a lot more power than I even knew. Because I had never experienced pain like this, and I didn't go to the hospital. I didn't grab the opiate. I didn't grab anything. Right. You downloaded a new strategy. I went in, and I said... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn from this. And eventually, as the story will, will go on, like I, I found a way to make peace. And so yeah. um, pain, pain is it's, it's, it's good. It's the suffering, which is and, – and the suffering, I believe, I learned this from um, a couple of my mentors, Dr. Marvin Tolsky, Dr. Brett Jones. 
But the difference in pain and suffering is if we are connected to and a piece of higher intelligence, the all, the I am, and the I am is love, then suffering is actually just a misperception of who you are. Because when you recognize that you are a piece of the all, then you can't suffer through the pain because you're not disempowered. Mm. When you approach pain with a disempowered view, you suffer. When you approach pain with a view of, 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 of empowerment, and this isn't arrogance, this isn't no. entitlement, this is empowerment in a good, growing manner for self, capital self. Um, then all of a sudden you can experience gnarly pain, physical, chemical, or emotional. Oh, yeah. And it's not just okay. It's actually good. It's actually good, which is crazy. (laughs) So he was saying that he'd rather get shot in the hand. Oh, absolutely. Experience this pain. And he's sitting here with, like, the biggest smile on his face. (laughs) Like, he just downloaded a message from the universe that has literally transformed his life. And he's, I've had a beautiful opportunity to hang out with him and he's hanging out with our new tribe here in uh, South Carolina. And him telling this story is captivating people. But what's even more important is that the strategy that he and his nervous system have just developed is something that he now has the ability to teach because he has the strategy to do it. And it gets back to that practitioner heal thyself. You can teach this strategy to somebody going through wicked pain now, and then they can teach it, and then they can teach it. That is how we're gonna evolve personally. That's how I think we're gonna evolve, is through these lessons, and it's that inner transformation, because you even admitted you came into this physical experience right now for experience, Mm -hmm. and this is just an experience. Absolutely. And it is your bias towards negative or positive that's going to shape what that is. And you said, screw this negative fear-based life. This is happening for me. What can I learn instead of, oh, shit, I need to go to the hospital and get hooked up on some pain meds. Like, all right, what can I learn from this? How can I make this stop? The question was never, how can I make this stop? The question was, how do I get through this? Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And another thing is being a chiropractor, I serve a lot of people with pain. And before this, I have never been able to empathize with pain. I can sympathize, but I've never had low back pain. I've never had neck pain. I've never had pain that wasn't tied to high adrenaline trauma. Like I've broken my ankle before. I've cracked my head open. I've gotten stitches. But none of that has stuck with me. I will never forget this. Right. You know, this will stick with me. This is something that, I mean, a grown man weeping in the back of the boat. Right. <laughs> Sobbing. So let's get back to the story. So yes. you're in your training right now. Yes. You're going through it. You're experiencing it and yes. not sheltering from it. You've kind of like taken this on as a togetherness. And I know yesterday you were talking about, okay, it's throwing in some punches and then I'm be, being able to back it up with my own pharmacy. And we're having this like bit of an internal conflict yeah. going on. But this whole time, you have an internal dialogue that is, what am I learning? What is this for? Why did I do this? Why am I getting this type of thing? And that was the beginning. I will say, and this is another interesting piece of it, is I did lose, um, I did lose kind of conscious thought. I did lose all of educated thought. So in the beginning, there was, as I'm going into this, it's like, okay, let's do these strategies. I started doing rounds and rounds of Wim Hof over and over. 
Um, and then I incorporated some holotropic breathing. And luckily I had, I mean, we were on the boat with like six different chiropractors. So I had one chiropractor at my feet, Dr. Jordan, Jordan uh, Fairley, who was hooking me up. And then I had Dr. Caitlin Reimer up in my head. They're like doing some cranial stuff. So I'm like doing my breath work and it's a full body intense breathing. And I'm doing all my holds. They're tuning me up, hooking me up. And uh, it was cool because that's when conscious mind started to started to fall and I was just in present time consciousness Mm. and in present time consciousness I could just explore my body and feel and be there and yes the pain was through the roof and as I was going through my breathing it I was noticing wow this is working and it wasn't that the pain was subsiding because it was like I had told you before it was a hundred percent until about two hours so the pain wasn't subsiding but my body was able to start getting into that Wim Hof uh, vibration that you get where uh, the hands start to lock up with the muscles starting to become hypoxic. And I started to feel the vibration going throughout me. And then I started to notice in almost a curious way how my left hand felt different than my right hand. The right hand was the one that was stung. And then I would notice like, how is this traveling up my arm? How is this traveling up my arm over here? Like I was, I was intrigued by this tiny little prick, three little pricks. The experience, yeah. And I was so intrigued by the power and almost the awe of this actually beautiful fish. Right. Um, and so I'm going through it. Uh, we pull the anchor, we head in, um, and it was, a, it was a good 30 minute ride in. And so I wasn't doing any breath work then, I was just trying to get through it and that's when the tears came and that's when the weeping started because it was just like unbearable almost right um totally bearable but it felt in the moment pretty unbearable and it was just like wow this is still getting worse and then the cry actually was very relieving it was very um therapeutic Mm -hmm. and we talk about that in breath work as well you know when you're doing some deep holotropic internal breathing journeys you may have straight euphoria you may have um, experienced childbirth. You may experience death. You may experience deep-rooted pain. You're going to experience whatever your consciousness brings to the forefront of your mind because you're going into absolute clarity. Yep. And you're getting, you're downloading what you need to download in that moment. And that's one of the reasons why I'm thankful for this fish because it blocked out any distraction in life. Educated it blocked mind, out yeah. all educated mind and it was just be here, be now. And then I was in, almost thrown into present time consciousness because it was all I could do. It's the only choice, yeah. Yeah. And that's the beauty of pain and bliss and state of gratitude is mm-hmm. that it's all feeling. Mm-hmm. And it's inside of that feeling that educated mind goes, we're good or we're really bad. Right. But inside educated mind, it's either going to project and do visualization type of things or it's going to go in the past and try to, okay, what did we do that's experiencing this that's similar to that and then try to do that. But when you're in something like that, yeah, you just are there. Yeah. Because that is it. There's nothing else left. Just you saying this right now, and this is why I'm so glad that we're doing this because every time I talk about this with someone of high conscious, high vibrational thinking and living, I get more out of it. You just made me realize that because the pain was so intense, I didn't even have the opportunity to ever say, gosh, I wish this didn't happen. Yeah, it's not even available. I definitely, like in the moment, I definitely did kind of, you know, I didn't ask for it. I didn't, I wasn't playing games with it. Right. But the pain was so bad that I wasn't able to think, 
woe is me, I wish this didn't happen. I wish I could go back in time and change this. It was just like, be here, be now. Yeah, and that's a total training thing too because most people will just say, oh, fuck, like this sucks. Yeah. And how do I like, all right, I'm going to project, project, project. But when it's a pain like that, you're just there. Yeah. Like if you've ever like seen a woman in labor, like they're not, I want this over with. They're just like, all right, we're doing it. Right. I'm here. I'm now. I want my child. I want my healthy baby. Like they're just doing. Mm -hmm. And that's just the state of doing. Doing from being. Exactly. Which is something we will totally get into. So you're in the boat, headed home, get to the docks. Now what? Uh, Get to the docks. So everyone kept asking me, do we need to go to the hospital? Do you need to go to the hospital? Do you need to go to the hospital? And I couldn't really think of like I wasn't thinking about what do I need to do 10 15 20 30 minutes from now I was just like in this moment no I'm good like yes I'm in the most amount of pain ever and I don't like I'm, I'm good it's not infected because an infection is going to happen that quickly and if I go to the hospital I knew that their um their strategy to deal with it was not a strategy that I was interested in trying in this moment yep. In this moment, I was good with the strategy of I want to learn the lesson and experience the experience, and I want to I, I want to do this kind of thing. Yeah. It doesn't make logical sense, and even saying it, it's like, are you a crazy person? Crazy, um, yeah, you've just literally been poisoned. <laughs> yeah, and um, so we get home, and uh, somebody was reading some articles on the boat, and we realized the ice was the opposite of what I needed to do that the protein in the venom degenerates around 320 something degrees. And uh, so we were like, we need to get your hand under the hottest water that you can handle. And so we walk over to the hot tub. Hot tub was closed down for the night because they just put chemicals in it. And so I'm like, of course. Yeah, thanks. Um, just another another like, yep, you gotta stay in this. We're doing you it. You gotta stay in this. Here we and are. so we get back to the house. Uh, my condo, we then found out, oh, we don't have hot water in here because there's a light switch that turns on the hot water heater. Um, so that's not going to work. Luckily, my parents across the street had their own condo. They have hot water. I get there, set up my hand, sitting in, sitting next to the sink with just my hand under hot water. And that was the first moment that I felt any relief. And it was just like, oh, my God. From like an 11 to a 9? Something like that. Right, yeah, like that. <laughs> it was like, it was the moment that like I could relax from, if you guys could see me, like I'm rolling my shoulders forward and cringing my neck and just like full body tightness muscle and I could just like, oh. If you've ever seen a dog that's like really scared, tail tucked and like head tucked. Yeah. And I'm like watching them like try to like navigate life. Mm-hmm. And then finally like the owner holds them and they just like say, screw it, I'm done and then fall asleep. Right. Yeah. And so I was able to like let it go. I was able to take the first like deep <clears throat> breath that I had taken in what I realized was like a while. Took the breath, sat there for a while. My wife uh, ran me a hot bath because I was feeling like I just want to get my whole body in warmth to try to like calm my system down. Yeah. Um, and so a few minutes later, I go to stand up and make my way to the bathroom, and that's when that's when everything really turned up. Uh, that's when it got very intense. Uh, so I stand up and start getting the splotchiness, start to go out. Um, I'm stumbling to the bathroom. She was holding my arm. I think my mom was holding my other arm, like weak in the legs. And in this moment, I was thinking to myself, okay, I'm probably going to black out and wake up in the ER. I kind of 
knew that. Mm -hmm. And I started making peace with where I was at. And I also knew that I was okay. Like I knew that this wasn't like, you're gonna die. I was just like, okay, I'm about to go out and I know that they're not gonna let me like continue to not go to the hospital if I'm blacked out on the floor. Right. So I make it into the tub, kind of collapse into it, lay down, submerge myself into the hot water and start reporting to Christine, uh, my wife, what I'm feeling and experiencing. And in this time, I hindsight, looking back, recognizing and learning from everything that happened, in this moment, I was in full surrenderance. Mm. Before, I was still fighting it. I was still <sighs> gritting my teeth, you know, like, oh gosh, this pain, you know, like clenching my other hand, clenching my teeth, fighting, Using resisting. every strategy you had yeah. instead of learning. And that standing up and the lightheadedness that I had and then making it to the tub and this full just my brain dumping all of these chemicals all at once. Um, I get into the tub and I'm fully surrendered because my tone had totally changed. And I started telling Christine what I was experiencing and the sound, I was losing my sound from a very, very loud, bell-ringing type tinnitus that was just going on in my ears. And so I'm like, oh boy, I should probably report this to her. Yeah. Uh, tell her that I'm hearing this and that. Um, my eyes are closed, but I'm not seeing black. I'm seeing like a blinding brightness. It wasn't a white light, but it was a just, it wasn't dark. You close your eyes, you're used to seeing dark, dark. and it wasn't dark. Um, and then from there, the harmony of the sounds that I was experiencing linked up with the hallucinations that my eyes were, or well, my eyes were seeing with yeah. them closed. And it started to create the patterns and the kaleidoscope sort of effect. And I'm in this hot water, which feels good over the rest of my body. My hand is still pedal to the floor, screaming. Um, but I'm. I noticed that now my next body scan, I'm peaceful. I'm I'm in it. I'm surrendered. I talked to uh, another Dr. Jordan Bonham, and that he gave me that language. He was like, "You surrendered," and I was like, "Holy shit! You're totally right." I that moment was when I let go, hmm. and that was the moment when my neurology gave me that strategy of okay you made it to the climax you made it to the peak congratulations now you're going to be rewarded with an experience that is absolute beauty Mm. this harmony of sound that my ears were creating because there's no noise in this silent bathroom and this these visual hallucinations of just beauty and it was just like I, I felt like I was so connected with my body with this vessel because that's what I'm doing this whole time right that's what I'm doing with the breath work that's what I'm doing with the decision making of of being in the moment of experiencing this choosing every moment do you want to go to the hospital no I'm going to keep experiencing this checking in the whole time now I'm so connected with my body that I believe these hallucinations were this is the essence of you this is the essence of soul. And uh, there's literature in, in, in DMT experiences that 
it was it's very similar and yeah. we know that DMT is in all living things um, yeah. we know that as we come into life we are having a DMT experience and as we exit life we're having a rush of a DMT experience and so I was just like this massive amount of pain my brain must have been you know I'm not hooked up to any blood or anything like I don't have any proof of this but from what I have read my brain must have been releasing some amount of, of, of DMT that yeah. was giving me effects of here soul level yeah. experience. And for those of you that don't know, DMT is a peptide that is a neurotransmitter kind of mixed with a hormone. Um, it's got very unique characteristics to it, but it's in all living things. There hasn't been something that is biologically active that we haven't found it in. But what we've really found it in that's fascinating is inside... Um, what they call a circle of Willis in the brain. And it's just kind of this beautiful circulatory system that connects the vasculature and the brain patterns. So when it's released from this tiny circle and the gland inside of there, it bathes the brain in this very interesting um, chemical mm -hmm. that can be synthesized. And when it's synthesized... Um, and it's shattered because it comes out in a crystal form. It shatters in this like beautiful rainbow color, if mm -hmm. I'm correct, if, mm -hmm. I, if we're talking about similar <clears throat> things here. So um, it's very interesting that through the work and the experiences and everything that you've done, this is something that you're producing right now. Right. From and I was so venom. And I was so thankful that I was able to recognize that. Because right. now I'm laying in the tub, I'm having this DMT experience from the most painful thing ever. I don't know if it's something in the venom or if it's just my body's in extreme shock from never experiencing anything near this amount of pain that this is the strategy that it created. And so I know I'm receiving massive neuroplasticity in this moment. Mm. So it's almost like inside I'm like smiling. Like inside, I was just like, oh my goodness, a lionfish just gave me opportunity to experience dramatic neuroplasticity, which is something that I work hard to experience and, and achieve on a daily basis. Right. It's almost like I asked for this and that yeah. I've done the training to lead me up to this point. I want to get into this for a second. As I've been talking to some people, uh, Dr. Jordan Bonham had pointed out to me He's like, man, who who better for this to happen to? If this would have happened to me, I would have been like, fuck the ocean. I'm not getting back in there. No, no way. Yeah, you like these pretty reefs? Not worth it. I don't want to touch one of those. Like, I'm not going anywhere near that. He goes, but you, you'll still go lobstering and diving and fishing. Like, we went fishing the next day. Right. <laughs> He's like, you're, it's your sanctuary, so there's nothing that could separate you from it. And so everything you're able to say thank you to and then the training as well like the ability to learn how to say thank you and just like we talked about squeeze out the goodness from every situation Everything. find it it's a choice and so as i'm like knowing that my brain is just lighting up and experiencing massive neuroplasticity at this moment um i was just so present and in it um, I could feel it starting to let off. I knew consciously then, okay, that was the climax. I officially know 
I don't need to go to the hospital. Before it was still in this moment checking in, don't need to go. Okay. Might need to go soon though. Not sure. Yeah. Not sure where this is going. After that, it was, all right, we hit the peak. And now we're going to start to settle off. Yeah. Still crazy painful. But now it's like, okay. Um, and, and it was starting to come down just a little bit. Yeah. So a few minutes later, um, I get out of the tub. And we almost went shark fishing that night. Uh, we didn't because it, it was too painful. Was, for the rest of the night, it was throbbing. But uh, just went and hung out with, with friends and family um, for the rest of the evening with, with my tribe and had just such genuine comfort and support and everything there. And I had an opportunity to, to share what I just experienced because everyone's really curious. And what we know is like when different beings of consciousness, i.e. humans, um, connect to one another and listen, then source, God, intelligence will speak through that person. And so I'm like loving this because I just went through something super painful and I'm already reaping the blessings and the rewards of getting to communicate with all these people around me of, whoa, this is what just happened and what do you think this means? What do you think this means? And like the realization of boom, boom, boom and all these bombs dropping yeah. from, none of this is coincidence. Right. Um, and I was so, so thankful. Um, and that's, that's a big point that I want to go into um, is for millennia we have been animals interacting with animals mm -hmm. and that is how we've explained spirituality that's how we've explained our behavior he's as big as a gorilla she's as squeaky as a mouse type of thing yeah we have used animals as a translator of experience and we continue to do that today and what's interesting is as we keep going and we are evolving that's something that has never left us yeah He's, you know, we talk about intelligence or somebody's as fast as a horse or all these different things. We're still using it as this translator. And it's something that if you even go back to the tribes, they're still using animals as experience because they still hold this resonating intelligence right. that we can relate to. Yes. And you are sharing that story now as why did this happen? Why did this specific experience, this specific fish, sting you in this specific way on this hand? What lessons am I ready to get from this? Right. Because life doesn't give you the lesson and then say, okay, here's the test. It says, here's some test. Here's a little bit more test. Oh, you didn't study? Here's the test. Okay, now you can learn the lessons from mm -hmm. it. And it's just kind of like, well, all right. And you have a tribe around you that's strong enough to say, all right, this happened for a reason. There was intention behind that. You asked for this, essentially. Now, for sure. why is that? Right. Why would somebody ever put themselves through pain? Ever. It makes no sense. And then we look at each of us and our mothers sacrificed some form of experience and surrendered to it to get us here. Literally, to create the tribe, we are choosing to go through what, what for, for women is... I've heard Extremely the most experienced painful thing right. in their life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And two men can't hear really. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we can't really get into that. I we, have no we idea. We have the joys of child creation. It's a very <laughs> taxing subject for us. But, um, <laughs> I know you started to go into the research of it and see like, all right, this is a experience 
experience that I'm having. Like this didn't happen to me. This was very much for me. I very much asked for this. Yes. And there is still to this date people doing not exactly what you had going on, but I know there's tribes that are doing similar experiences, transformational experiences. Yes. Dive in, man. Tell me about what you learned. So my question for the rest of the night was what people group is using this lionfish for transformative experience? Because there was no, like, it was so clear to me that this is an innately special animal that can be used to, to, to download highly valued conscious lessons. And I don't know, you know, I'm, I'm struggling to find the words almost because this is still so fresh for me, but I, I just knew that there's no way that somebody didn't recognize that, that this would be valuable for them. And so I didn't find anything on the lionfish specifically, but the Satiri Maui tribe is a tribe in South America. And for a boy to become a man, they withgo what's called the bullet ant glove ceremony. It's a 10-minute ceremony where you have your hands stuck inside of these gloves that they create that are strapping these ginormous bullet ants are about three centimeters long and their sting is known to be 30 times more painful than a wasp sting it's a hard 10 out of 10 for people that understand like people have tried to cut their hands off yes to get out of the pain yes Literally. Yeah, like this is um, not a like, oh, we tried to cut it. No, like people have cut their limb off to get out of pain. Yes. It is um, the most painful insect sting in, in, the inse- in, in the insect kingdom. And these gloves that they create have uh, around 120 of these ants inside of them. And you stick your hands in them and they, they piss the ants off with smoke right before you stick your hands in there. Yeah. And you leave them in there and you dance for 10 minutes. 10 minutes. And so your hands are in the air and you're dancing. You can find all this stuff on YouTube if you guys are interested. Um, it's, it's profound to watch. But the, the, the first thing that I noticed whenever I watched these YouTube videos was the tribal camaraderie. Because all the men and women of the tribe and the boys and girls are all together. The young boys watching, I'm going to be doing this someday. The men looking, saying, I've done this. By the way, you have to do it 20 times before you become a man. So this isn't an experience most pain in your life once. Once. It's to do it 20 times. And what they believe is that the reason that they do that is because if you want to call yourself a man, if you want to earn being a man, this transition from boyhood into manhood requires the ability to be able to withstand and experience pain and to get through and to recognize your power to recognize because every time you go through a painful situation or a challenging situation of any kind when you make it through the other side you look back and the person you were before that pain before that challenge is not the person you are now you've grown Mm -hmm. and that's why we can be thankful for the pain so they do this 20 times and it's it's amazing. And so that night, I had that. You know, I had that in our way. We're sitting around a table. Right. Everyone, you know, the plans had to change. We were supposed to go shark fishing that night. The plans had to change because of me, but nobody was upset about it. Right. The tribe Everyone gathered. was just, let's just be here for Dylan, hold space, discuss, support. Ask the right questions. Ask the right questions. I constantly had people making sure that I had hot water to my hands and hot, a bowl of hot water all night. Yeah. Like, 
do you need this? Do you need that? I had some friends making me tea. Some friends went out and bought a, a heating pad from the store for me to sleep with that night. Like, um, my mom was just there in, in, in full support of, like, her first son. Like, she had to watch her first son cry, cry as a 27-year-old man from pain. Like, right. that's hard for a mom. Yeah. And just to be there for it, I was I was so thankful and recognizing and soaking in the beauty of tribe and family. Yeah, that it was it was one of the first thank yous to the lionfish. You know, mm. that's such a such a hard hitting moment for me. So I've been a dad for about a year and a half now to my little lady, and I've always been the lone wolf. Mm -hmm. I love doing things alone. If I had, you know, silent meditation retreats or I always went camping or road tripping, I just did it alone. Yeah. And it wasn't until I realized the value of having tribe around her and seeing what that was like and people that can hold space that I realized I didn't have to be at all. Yeah. I don't have to be the medicine man and the carpenter and the engineer and the rocket scientist. I can just be me. Mm -hmm. I can be my authentic self and let everybody else take care of it because my passion doesn't have to be my work. Mm -hmm. Somebody else that would consider my work, that is their passion and they can share that. And that individual distinction was so impactful because everyone that comes and hangs out at our house and we love having a hub like our you experienced it last night like great time it's just the communication and she's in it yeah right like she's surrounded by those conversations like this is what she's going to grow up in so she knows that she can be her authentic self always yes she doesn't have to go into something that she does not not care about like she can just do what she loves and find out what the heck that is who are you why are you what are you and now what are you going to do about it yeah is the really really cool and if you look at evolutionary theory that is what every species who has higher consciousness does it seems to be us monkeys and dolphins every single one of them that has higher consciousness even there's a study on prairie dogs this dude studied prairie dogs for 20 years i kid you not this is a really cool story okay. studied prairie dogs for 20 years and recorded them and found out and deciphered that prairie dogs have different squeaks for colors for people for food for danger they have a language freaking prairie dogs unreal right and they're together in a tribe and they're yeah. communicating stories they literally at sunset if you've like ever seen them like the muskrats they all like get up and like watch the sunset they thought they were looking for danger but they're gathered around watching the sunset as a tribe sun gazing <laughs> yeah sharing story yeah and they're squeaking and they think that the squeaks were oh there's danger like do you see the grass moving but they're literally sharing story it's amazing and that's the power of all right we're not meant to be alone we're meant to share these experiences yeah. together and like that is such a powerful point that all right plans change and if it was any other group and a lot of people are like well i really want to go out and do this i really wanted to go out and do that and instead experience happened and now we're together yeah yeah and how impactful that is to have that be a support group yeah the power of community is is something that um i've been very intrigued by for a long time because um, we're just communal beings. We're not meant to live or do life alone. And the, the power of community is, is, is very obvious when you have a strong community 
and when your community is people that are, are, are building you up. You know, I always, I, I surround myself with, with people that make me better. I surround myself with, with a community of, of people that are obsessed with growth and change and evolution and therefore you are the what the you are the some of the five people you spend the most time with yeah, and, and all that stuff like like we hear all those sayings and they're real and so you have an opportunity so to to really start to guide what do you want your life to look like and that's something that we talk about all the time yeah it is a choice and whether your people are accepting of that idea or not Everything you've had up to your life in this point right now has been a conscious choice that you've either downloaded and subconsciously navigated your way into or something that has been chosen based on your logical thinking mind. Mm -hmm. And that's where it comes down to, are you doing the work every day to download the strategies to develop the life that you want? Right. Because I, I get questions all the time, like people don't think that I like work at all. And it's like, yeah, no, I'm working 24 seven, 365, but my work is play. Like I think Socrates had that quote um, that you know, the man who works the most is the one that plays the least. Yeah, It's complete opposite of where we are now. Like we live in such a land of possibilities that if you wanna stay at home, if I wanna be a full-time dad, I can totally do that. But it's a choice. Right. Everything you do, it's been a strategy to set life up this way. So how do you want to set your life up? Where do you want to go? What do you want to be? Do you want to travel? Cool. What does that require? And that's the essence of part of what I want to get through and adding value to anyone listening to this podcast so it's not just a cool story about what happened to me. Yeah. Is That's the essence of living life for you instead of life happening for you instead of life happening to you. For sure. Is living life with that conscious choice and the strategies of how to get there. Yeah. And so um, can I share some of my strategies? Absolutely. I would love that. Okay. Um, I, I, I wake up every day and I do set myself an alarm and I do give myself a snooze. I give myself one snooze. Because for, for those nine minutes, I don't go back to sleep and it's not nine more minutes of... Okay, just nine more minutes. Because that's literally starting your day with, oh, can I just have nine more? You're starting your day begging for life to less be different. Life. You like, want less life. Yes. Wow, thanks. Yeah. Instead, I wake up and it's, all right, first alarm goes off. Nine minutes, I go back into, now you're floating in this like kind of asleep, kind of not asleep. If you had just come out of a dream, often you can slip right back into it. We call that lucid dreaming. Mm-hmm. Um and so you slip into that, and then I will start to just think about my day. Okay, it's, it's Monday. I go into the practice at 2. I'm practicing with these docs. I'm excited for this person to come in. This is what setting your intention for the day is. It's not, it doesn't have to be, oh, I need an orange robe. Yep. I need my mala beads. Yep. I need to sit in lotus double lotus uh for three hours to meditate every morning so like i can't meditate i don't have time no it's hit snooze maximize the fact that you're in theta wave at that moment and so in this moment you can program your supercomputer your brain for what do you want to experience that day yeah what do you want to look for that day that's the thermostat period yes that's 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 your language for it the thermostat period i love that where do you want to set your thermostat yeah because most people do that they get out of bed and they see monday and they they do this 
I need coffee. Oh. And you hear that, and it's like, no, no, no. You I, just set your thermostat for... You just set your thermostat for the entire day. To be that. Most people subconsciously set their intention for Monday, and it lasts until the next Monday. Yes. So if you get up, and you roll over, and you're like, oh, shit. Right. Back at it. And it's like the heart attack incidence study. Have you ever seen this? No. The highest incidence of heart attacks happens between 8 a.m., and 10 a.m. on Monday, like 800% more. And I'm like, that is no accident at all. The brain has developed a strategy to try to get you out of the most common stress in your life. That is you going to a work that is not your passion, that is keeping you asleep from your purpose. Right. And it's like, hmm, I can fix this. How about I throw you in the hospital for a little bit? Or like I just told you, like I just had a wicked head cold for like two weeks because I was on like a polyphasic sleep schedule. So I was getting three hours of sleep max a night. And my brain said, mm, that's body said, Chris, go to sleep. Yeah, and it was like <laughs> rest. Yeah, sleep, sleep it is. And and the the big part of that is like people don't know this. This right. isn't common knowledge to recognize the implication of waking up and waking up with the attitude of. Ugh. You know, and waking up with the attitude of today's going to suck or gosh, I don't want to go to work or I need my coffee. I mean, even just the language of I need my coffee is the language of disempowerment, is right. the language of life happening to you. It's it's not that. So I, I set my alarm. First alarm goes off. I think about my whole day and I think about it in a, in a positive consciousness, What's a positive mindset way. What's the best thing that can happen and is going to happen? There it is. What do I want to see in this day? What am I going to feel and experience when this happens? Because that feeling, when you tie that in kinesthetically, and then the positive feedback loop of when it does happen and then acknowledging it, mm-hmm. and now you can start to become good at this. Yeah. So many people that I work with, and I'm sure you as well, the people that I meet, they're, they're, their loop is the loop of disconnection, pain, and disease. And that's just their normal. And so it's hard to, to come to them with, with this different idea. It's, it's almost so abstract that it's like a fairy tale. Like, oh, that, that's, that's just, and then you hear all the excuses. That's because you're young. That's because you're this. That's because it's that. That could never happen to me. You don't understand. Thank you, lionfish. Now I understand. Right, how stupid is that? You like suffered like one of the most painful things in North America, and then you're like, oh, this is the most beautiful thing that has ever happened for me? And people are going to say, oh, you're freaking crazy. Yeah. Which, we just listened to a podcast this morning, Leo Bascalia, was like, when people call you crazy, it gives you a lot of wiggle room for mm-hmm. behavior. Mm-hmm. And the day before, I was talking to my dad about this exact concept. The day before I got some by that lionfish, I was talking to my dad about this exact concept, about how, like, wake up tomorrow and just decide what your day's gonna be. Hmm. Wake up tomorrow and decide, and really feel it. Yeah. Today's gonna be a good day. Yep. I'm excited for this to happen. I'm excited to, uh, to be on the water with my son. I'm excited to soak in the sunlight. I'm excited to this, I'm excited to that. I'm, I'm excited to experience what life's gonna do for me today. Yeah. And that's how I live my life. And then the lionfish happens, but because my supercomputer is programmed to, I'm I'm a very excited person. If you know me, I'm passionate and excited. Excited person. Um, 
it's like I, I I literally asked for this to happen. Like I manifested this to happen and and to have a big experience. I'm always trying to squeeze the richness out of life. Well, guess what? Life is full of richness that isn't just feel good. Right. And so when you're asking for that, pain's gonna be big pain. You wire that into your nervous system. And it's all good. It's all good because you get to decide that. Right. But here's the Here's the part that I want people to have the awareness to is that I used to have this belief that inside the nervous system is that primordial brain that is fear. Mm -hmm. And I used to say, all right, that fear is just like, all right, that's your default setting and that's bad. But it's evolved in the last year to say that default setting is keeping you alive so that you can hold the possibility of experience Mm -hmm. and make that transformation because you see people that are like on their stuff that are happy that are living their best life like genuinely living it and their brain is off the charts excited like you got out of a eight hour car ride yesterday sat down and we did biofeedback Mm -hmm. and your nervous system is still we're chilling man right that wasn't an eight hour stressful car ride i just learned tons of stuff now i'm in this cool environment like (laughs) you are constantly seeking better and better and better and most of us are living this like negative feedback loop that is like okay this is gonna happen and then this is gonna happen and then i can finally get home and have a beer and watch netflix right instead of a positive feedback loop where you are consciously feeding the fire like okay i want good things to happen and it started with like such a small piece like all right i'm gonna set this snooze and then i'm gonna imagine the best thing possible yeah just pre-imagine your day yeah if you can do that with a little bit of emotion like Mm -hmm. if you just like all right i'm gonna make it to work with no traffic that small amount is gonna wire your nervous system to seek that experience right just like when you have a breakup and it's like that high school breakup and you were like "Ah," every song on the radio suddenly makes sense like oh (laughs) And you're crying with the Who windows down. Who picked this down. playlist? Who did this to me? Yeah, and the windows are down and it's raining. And you're looking out there like a freaking 70s movie and like, boy, life sucks right now. I miss her so bad. Uh-huh. That's wired into your nervous system. That was a conscious choice that you made. Yeah. So why not make the conscious choice to just piss excellence and have a great day? Amen. Right. It's simple. Every it day. have to be complex. Like, people know what a sticky note freak I was. And then I passed up that strategy. Like, you've seen my old apartment. Oh, like, yeah. There's sticky notes around, like, a freaking crime scene. Like, who died in here? Yeah. It's like, they're just affirmations of what I want in life. Who died in here or who's a little bit crazy? Yeah, who's freaking nuts? Like, people that walk into my office are like, uh, okay. Like, what is that? And they're just affirmations of things I'm seeking. Because mm-hmm. despite what people think, your conscious awareness is just us having a conversation. But if I, like, shift my awareness... I know what time it is. I don't even have to look at the clock. Like right. You see all of these things. So setting up a space that's very consciously programmed to make sure that you are seeking what you want. Like yeah. knowledge, education. Like we got affirmations posted everywhere. Like it's those small steps. And like the transformation isn't the clouds breaking and, right. you know, halos and right. like the harps. It's 1% a day. Yes. Small shifts. And then having reflection periods to say, holy shit, look how far I came this week. Like, damn. Yeah. I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm literally doing it. And And it's opening that possibility. And this helps you to live more life per moment, which is my goal with anyone that I work with. Yeah. Is to help you experience more life per moment. Yep. Not easier life. Not necessarily better life. I I mean, that's your definition. I define it as better life. Yep. It's more life 
per moment. Mm -hmm. So a lionfish hits you, and you've been training for years and years to seek more life per moment. Well, of course you're not going to go to the hospital and get some opiates and make the pain go away because that's yeah. a whole lot less life, right? Whole lot, whole lot less living. Yeah. So my second strategy is is the breath work, and I Wim Hof is one of my favorite. Um, and the, the, the idea to it is the, the micro trauma that it kind of causes to the body and it allows the brain to figure out ways to give the body what it needs because you're shutting down the distractions of life around you. You're shutting down the distractions of anything because all you're thinking about when you're holding your breath for as long as you can on an empty, on empty lungs, all you're thinking about is I need to breathe. All you're like... All your brain can think about on the third or fourth round is, I need to breathe, I need to breathe. Get like, back, you're not thinking about anything else. Right. And when you make the decision to, actually, I don't need to breathe. Let me go deeper. Let me, let me be more still. Let me feel the buzzing I'm feeling in my hands. Let me experience me right now instead of experiencing I need to breathe when I know I don't need to breathe. It's right. just a sensation. It's just a stimulus. And you do that over and over and over again, suddenly you start to notice walking on, you know, stepping on a Lego. It's just an experience. Getting hit by a lionfish. It's just an experience. Just an experience. And now you get to decide what do you want to make of that experience. It is a choice of what you want from that. Yes. And it can either be shit, and that's a natural default that most people live 80 years of life through. Or you can wake up and say, this is going to be the best day of my life every single day. Right. Third and final strategy, and the biggest one for us, is chiropractic. Because that is how I'm breaking patterns. Explain chiropractic to people. Because <laughs> I say this with so much love for all of our listeners out there who either get body work done mm -hmm. or go see healers and things like that. Chiropractic is cracking that and has been cracking the forefront of that with neuroscience energetics, research, studies, it is at the absolute forefront of what human potential is doing and yeah. no one knows about it. Right. It drives me freaking crazy. The value and the essence and the richness of chiropractic is that it is directly impacting the nervous system to break stuck patterns. Yeah. So me as a chiropractor, what I do and, and the chiropractors that I work with um, to receive care is uh, the, the nervous system is going to present itself externally that I can learn how to read through the body. So how is your moving? How is your functioning? When you're not moving or functioning in a normal or proper manner, or if you're moving and functioning with pain, there are indicators to that that is tied into how the nervous system is experiencing life. Mm -hmm. You experience your life through your senses. That's how you perceive what life is. And if there is disconnections, dis-ease, what we call subluxations, that big S word that doesn't right. really matter, um, it's, it's an interference with that nervous system to perceive the reality of life. Yeah. And the, the piece of that that is so important is, is the nervous system is non-rational. It doesn't think. No. So whatever information it gets in, it takes that and it responds in the best way possible. It's a computer program. Mm-hmm. And so by being clear, by having my nervous system checked and cleared when it's not clear, it allows my nervous system to stay plastic. 
to constantly be changing. We know every chiropractic adjustment, every impulse creates neuroplasticity. And that's breaking those stuck patterns. Which is the brain ways to change, the brain's ability to change itself. Yes. And the more plastic your nervous system is and brain is, the more you can adapt to the forces, stresses, and struggles of life. The more your body can adapt to that, the easier it is to have this positive mindset that I'm talking about that maybe if you're listening and you can't connect with, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm not there. Um, I get it. I hear you. I wasn't always here either. Right. And through doing these strategies of deciding every day, I'm going to live my life this way, of experiencing breathwork to, to have... Uh, of, of doing breathwork to experience micro traumas so that my, my body can know that it can do more. And then creating constant neuroplasticity by making sure my nervous system is always clear. It allows me to experience things as painful as a lionfish and choose to not suffer. That's and then it's not just physical pain. It allows me to experience things like a, like a really hard divorce that I went through a few years back. And to look at it and say... There's lessons to learn here. It's going to be okay. I'm good. And I'm thankful. To experience chiropractic school that we just went through together. How many people did we go to chiropractic school that say, worst four years of my life, hardest thing I ever did, it's just dragging you through the ringer the whole time. Every time you turn around, there's another test. You're getting beat up the whole time. Like I, All these verbiage of self-limiting beliefs. Chiropractic school is the best Four years of my life. It's like fucking circus. And don't get us wrong. It's challenging. It's it's hard. Oh, it's so hard. But do you want... It's hard, but I didn't suffer. Right. Do you it's want hard, somebody the best. that's not like busting can to be like playing with your nervous system? Like, do you want that? Like, I don't want somebody that gets out of school and says, that was freaking awful. Right. Versus somebody that came out and said, I had a freaking blast. Yes. And guess what I learned about myself that I can teach you now. Right. And, and I had a blast not because it was easy. I had a blast because I look back and I, and I don't focus on the pain. My, my mind is not wired to talk about the pain in my life. Right. My mind is wired to look for, oh, I met Chris there. Oh, I met my best friend Seth there. Oh, I went to 60 seminars and I learned from the best chiropractors throughout the world how to connect with a human being and use my hands to help them heal. Right. Like... Started Hello, best four years of my life. life. Like all of these things happen. Yeah. And there's hiccups along the way. Of course. But you are not naturally wired to do that anymore. Where I think most people are still in that default mode that like, all right, there's so much traffic today. I can't even breathe. I'm going to be 30 minutes late to getting home. Instead of saying, this is a freaking awesome opportunity to do some breathing. Right. To wire my nervous system. Or to listen to a podcast. Listen to a podcast. Or, podcast yeah. Educate myself. Right. Ask myself hard questions like... <clears throat> Because it takes conscious effort to get there, Chris. It does. Because society is is wired to to be profitable and to make money and and to and to distract people into doing what you want them to do. Puppeteers. People are doing, not being. Yes, and to consciously break out to to break out of that mold takes conscious effort for sure. And so when you have your phone that's distracting you, when you have TV shows that are distracting you, when you have, um, when you have all of life designed to distract you from living more life per moment, then of course when you approach a disease, when you approach a pain, when you approach a challenge, a struggle, 
what has been subconsciously wired into you is avoidance, is distraction. How do we deal with pain and disease? Opiates, yeah. medicines. I want the quick Cut text. that organ out. It's not working. Well, why is it not working? Right. Why is the Nobody brain the disconnected why. to that organ so that organ's not working right? My right. hand can work. Why can my hand work? Yeah. If my hand stops working, do we cut it off? No. Like, right? why is my pancreas? Like, why do we have to fix these insulin? Like, the strategy that the nervous system is presenting to try to teach you how to live a better present life. Yes. And I think that's such a huge disconnect that people don't get. Right. That and it's, it's simple, but it's not easy. Because it takes consistency. Oh, yeah. It's super easy to say, and yet it's a practice. You and I are in practice. Mm-hmm. Meditation is a practice. Life is a, a practice. A daily practice. Yeah, every practice. If you ever find a master that says they're a master, run. <laughs> Amen. Absolutely run the other direction because yeah. they don't have it. They're lying. Yeah. So that's, that's my lionfish story and experience and now blessing to get to connect with people and to help them realize hey this is how you can choose to navigate pain and you can parallel that to any type of pain and this is how you can navigate things to help you realize how powerful you are how powerful your human body is it's Mm. like this is the most amazing Vessel. People don't even understand. We don't exists. even understand. Right? No, we don't. We have no idea. No idea. But there's potential. We're like discovering more things about the brain every single day. Every single. It's in, it's insane. And we yeah. have more than we have like six brains. I think is what they're like understanding now. We have like two that are inside the brain, and then there's the spine that has its own consciousness, and then the gut. The gut has two. Just gonna say. And then the fascial system holds like intelligence, and then we know dexterity on the hands doesn't connect to the brain. It's immediate reef. Like we have all of these different consciousness inside the brain, which is a total freaking different rabbit hole that we will go down <laughs> another time. Yes. What is one piece of advice that you want to leave our listeners with? One nugget that they can take and use today to live a better life? Oh, one piece. To live a life of empowerment is to make the conscious decision every single day that life is happening for me and I get to experience it. Hmm. And then anything that happens throughout that day. It's a gift. I wanted this. I asked for it. You wanted it. You asked for it. And you have the power to change your life. You have the power to experience whatever you want in life. It just comes from the consistency of training to then manifest that mm. in a very rapid fashion. Beautiful, man. Absolutely beautiful. If people want to find more about what you're doing, where can they find you? They can find me a couple places, social media, um, just Dylan at Dylan Mon, spelled D-Y-L-L-O-N-M-A-W-N. Uh, my best friend Seth and I also own a consciousness positive chiropractic t-shirt company um, where we are looking to spread this message of empowerment and um, and and to wake people up through trendy t-shirts known as uh, innate society innate society.com 
and uh, you can find me on Facebook. You can find me anywhere. My first name is spelled kind of weird, so if you spell it that way, you'll find me. All of it's in the show notes, guys. Reach out, reach out, and um, I would love to to chat with anyone that wants to chat more. Yeah, and I can honestly and genuinely say if you reach out and drop this dude a message, he will personally message you back. Absolutely. He is a beautiful human being. And guys, if you want more info, it's always in the show notes. Please drop him a message and make sure you review and like this so we can get more content out to you guys. Dylan. Thank you for having me, man. Dude, this was a blast. Freaking riot. Yeah. We're going to go do this for the rest of the day. Let's, yeah, with the let's mic go off. Find, let's let's go just go. Let's, what let's do you want to talk about next? We're going to get sandwiches while we're going to do